I want to look at this Isaiah 58. Just what is, what is fasting? Uh, I, Isaiah does such an amazing job just talking about what it, what it is. And I love Isaiah 58, uh, number starting five. It says, is this a fast? This which I choose, a day for a man to humble himself. Is it for bowing one's head like a reed, for spreading out ashcloth, sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, even an acceptable day of the Lord? Part of fasting is just, is the place of humbling myself. <laughs> it's not easy to always step into that place. It's not easy to say, and this is not one of those messages, easy to, yeah, hey, everybody's fasting, woo! <laughs> not, everybody's, not, you know, everybody's not with you all the time in that. But there's just this reality that, Fasting is a place of, it's a cool part. I, I get to humble myself. And you, you guys know the scripture well. Humble yourself so that what? What happens when you humble yourself? There's exaltation, right? Not, not in your own, not in you. It's not a pride, hey, I'm fasting, everybody. You know, the Pharisees did that. Anybody remember what they, did, did God rebuke them? Right? You fast because you want to be out in front of everybody and say, yeah, I'm fasting. You know, they, they put all the, but God says, you know, when you fast, don't let them know you're fasting, basically. You know, get it, put on that, that, that face and, and go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit. So there's this place that God really wants us to be in, a, in this place of humility and, 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 and getting into that place of letting God do some exaltation in our midst. So that's kind of, you know, the first part of that is just humble, you know, humbling ourselves. Look at this next one. Is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? That's, that's some serious stuff, isn't it? Right? I mean, anybody want some bands broken? Anybody want some oppression being lifted? Anybody want some freedom coming? Right? So that's part of, part of fasting is seeing God move in our midst. Not just for me. Most of the time, I'm, I'm, I wanna, I'm fasting because I want to see... See, not only breakthrough in my own life, but I want to see breakthrough in, in others' lives, right? Um, you know, you think about that in relationship to like a Daniel or Esther. You know, they're like, they're believing for breakthrough. They're believing for bonds of wickedness to be broken off. And, um, and, and really, man, that's, that's good news to see that happen, right? Uh, go on to the next one. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house when you see the naked to cover him? not to hide yourself from your own flesh. And so part of fasting, and this is what part of that sometimes we don't even think about or realize is that, you know, when I'm fasting, I want to look for opportunities, right? The Lord says, this, this, is this not a fast that I choose? I want to divide my bread. I want, I, while I'm setting aside things, maybe even food, as part of a fast, I want to seek, seek ways that I can em, uh, empower the hungry, that I can take care of the needy or hurting or broken. I want to just... Ask for God for opportunities. It doesn't mean I have to go out and do that every day. It just means I need to look for opportunities. I need to uh, see what God's doing, what crosses our path. And look at the result. Look at the result of fasting and doing and walking through these things. Then your light will break out like a dawn, and your recovery will speedily spring forth, and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. There's this interaction, right? There's this, I'm crying out and he's saying, here I am. Here I am. Like, I'm here. Uh, the next one is, uh, and, and this kind of is the next point. This is kind of interesting. He goes back into the, maybe something we could do while we're fasting. And look at what he says. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, 
and speaking wickedness. And I just really want to, the Lord just highlighted those three. And I just want to take just a moment as you're, as you're thinking about there. Let's stop there for a second and see what Isaiah is saying. Because Isaiah is saying there's something really interesting about why you're fasting. Because fasting begins to open us up to just being aware of the Spirit of God, the, who He is. I, I think, again, true, that true fasting is like, true fasting is not just getting rid of something, right? I do that sometimes. I mean, I'm just guilty. I'm like, I'm just huffing it through. I'm like, all right, I got rid of this, or I'm, I'm just going to set a day aside. I'm not going to eat anything. And I get past the day, and I'm like, what did I, what did I just do? <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't eat. That's what I did. And that's good, but I forgot some things. I forgot to make <laughs> that time for him. I forgot to, like, set my heart towards him. I forgot to set And so that's probably the most important part of this is not necessarily giving up something. It's actually... The time, the time and effort that maybe I'm giving up that I spend time seeking him and pressing into him and longing for him. And, and that's really the heart of this fast. Because this fast, I really, really believed, it wasn't a fast like oh, we're fasting for breakthrough for this, this, and this. Okay, We are going to believe some breakthrough for some people, that's for sure. But we felt like this one was, um, was going to be more of a, a, a place to get in with the Lord. Like time spent with him, like seeking him. Um, but going back to this, if we remove the yoke, you know, you think about a yoke. What's a yoke? You know, remember in the old days, you know, they had the oxen when they were tilling ground or they were trying to pull something and they had to get it out. They put this, this bar, a piece of wood across two oxen and it was, they were tied together. And I, I mean, that's a kind of a healthy thing, right? I mean, you're getting uh, two for one, right? You're getting some pull for that. Well, the problem is that in, in, the, in the Bible, most of the time you see, hear yoke, it's actually in a negative context. It's actually, in this context, it's you're breaking a yoke. Well, what does that mean? I'm breaking something that I've tied myself to, that now I am, I am one with, right? And that's what the Lord is saying. Uh, take, when, when we go into fasting, it's, it's an awesome opportunity to unyoke ourselves, right? To get broken, to get things broken off of us, <laughs> maybe that we've tied ourselves to. Uh, that's that's a, a good thing in relationship to that, um, Really, the only, one, the only positive time I saw it was in the New Testament. Oops, did I not? There it is. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, right, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's the yoke that you want to be yoked to, right? Him, right? That's our heart. I want to be yoked to him. And so... Right, right, yeah. Right, he's, you know, Brian's talking about what the next two points is. He's really pointing this yoke out is the next two points of the fact that uh, of pointing of the finger, right? So when you, when a good, any, any, we got any pointers in here? <laughs> right? Um, I think we all have pointers that we might need to get, get rid of, right? We need to get these, some, some of the pointing of the fingers out. You know, I think about pointing of the fingers, um, you know, in this place of, uh, you know, what's that referring to, right? You know, I went back to the Greek, and it really just has a whole lot to do with accusation, division, gossip, things that try to divide and, and, and split and divide. Um, 
you know, it's actions or words, you know. And the Greek word actually had this, one, one part of the definition was an, uh, like an arrow, shooting arrows. And so what the Lord was just speaking to me is like during a fast is a great time <laughs> to get in this place of, uh, of the pointing of the finger. Anything that I or maybe even on behalf of the body of Christ, we need to just really ask God to remove the pointing of the finger. Remove accusation or division from my life, from anything that I've done to, to, to promote that you know, in my life. And, um, and, you know, just asking that even from the, the body of Christ as a whole, you know, because, man, we went, we've gone through a weird season over the last two, two years, three years uh, of coronavirus, political chaos, craziness. And, and, I, and, you, and you, you felt it even in the body of Christ. The pointing of the finger was very strong. Like, and it, it can get in there just so easy. <laughs> you know, we might, we, we might even not even un- realize it. And so maybe God needs to reveal that to us uh, in this season that we're setting our hearts towards him. They're really asking about that. Yeah, this yoke that Brian was talking about, this, that could be part of the yoke that's on you, us, the body. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's talking about you know just pouring out uh, instead of uh, that. That's the positive part of it. Pouring out the the things of God and and think about this next part of it. If you remove the pointing of the finger, speaking wickedness, um, and oh, sorry. Pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. And, and, I, and that's another thing during this fast. I really wanted you to start navigating and asking. Just like go throughout your day and just um, you don't, keep, a, keep, a, keep a record of what you say. Right? Not even so much on the outside. Take record of what you say on the inside. Because I think many of us speak more wickedness probably this way then sometimes we do that way. Now, we still definitely need to make sure we're not doing it that way. But some of us speak wickedness in here to us, to ourselves. <laughs> I always love Lou. He's not here. Uh, but Lou, I play volleyball with him sometimes. And, you know, when I go through, I'm out there on the court and make a couple bad plays or something's going on and get frustrated myself. And, and all of a sudden I'll say, stupid, you know, or idiot, you know, whatever, you know, I call myself that. And, Miranda's probably heard me say, but I can, Mitchell, yeah, anytime I say Mitchell, <laughs> I get frustrated at myself. That's better than stupid or idiot, but, but I can find myself doing that. And, and Lou, Lou one day took me aside you know, afterwards. He said, hey, like, I, I know, I, I, I'm not getting on you. I'm just saying, I know you don't mean this, but you, you need to watch what you speak over yourself. You know, you watch, that, watch those words. You're speaking wickedness over yourself. Right, so take take opportunity to do that. I love Ephesians four twenty nine. Let, let no unwholesome word proceed from your what mouth. Only that which is for edification, for the need of the moment. I had that up there somewhere. There it is. Need of the moment, so that this is the most important part. Do you realize that you have the opportunity to give grace everywhere you go? I mean, I really want you to get that. You have the ability to give grace. Look at this. It says according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. You have an opportunity to extend grace every day 
by what you speak and declare. Grace this way and grace that way. All right, Mitch, keep going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move. But I, I just want to encourage you. Like, that's that reality. And so um, look at verse 10. If you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, we've already talked about that. He comes back to it. So he kind of highlights it again. Like, make sure that we're looking for opportunity to love, opportunity to, to give in this season. Because it's like fasting is sometimes, like I said, you're, you're, it's kind of like I'm getting rid of some, some of maybe my things that I enjoy and then thinking about God, thinking about others. You know, it's kind of a getting rid of humbling this and allowing God to be exalted during it. And so just really encourage you. But look at the result again. Um, it's stuck. I might need you to click it. Keep going on that, uh, if you would, up there, Ben. Did I get it? Eleven. The results, look at that. You, then your light, whoops, now I'm going. Then your light will result in darkness. Your gloom will become like midday. The Lord will continually guide you, satisfy your desire in scorched places, give strength to your bones, and you will be like a what? Watered garden. What's a watered garden look like? Vibrant, green, colorful, like full of life, right? That's what you're going to be. That's what the pur- like, even purpose of fasting is. You can look alive, right? We can be alive in him, right? Think about this next one. And like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Why did, they, why did people go to the back, to, this back in this day, why did people go to the spring? Because they needed refreshment. They needed water. They needed sustenance. And that's what God is going to empower you in the season of fasting. That's what he's desiring to empower you and I in, right? Those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up age-old foundations. You will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which to dwell. Man, think about that. Restoring, building up, uh, raising up the old foundations, rebuilding ancient ruins, repair of the breach, the places that are broken in your life, others' lives. You're going to have an awareness, I really believe, of how to walk in that, maybe to see reconciliation come. Uh, The restorer of the streets in which you dwell, the restorer of your houses, places that you dwell. I'm just believing for that. Uh, for this this time, but anyway, uh, so all that being said, that, that Isaiah gave us insight into the what. That's like kind of what. If you ever want to get think about uh, fasting, hit that Isaiah 58. Remind yourself so that you have energy and and purpose and desire going into it. All right. So think about next the next little thing I have on your sheet there uh, is why why are we doing it right? Because um, sometimes you have specific reasons to fast. You know, the, if you go throughout the scripture, there's all sorts of reasons to fast. Um, these are just some I'm not even going to reference. To prepare for ministry, Paul and uh, the disciples did that. To seek God's wisdom. To show grief, Nehemiah did that. To seek deliverance or protection, you know, that was Jehoshaphat and all of them. A time of repentance. To gain victory in battle. And to just purely worship God. You know, there was this facet. Uh, think about, um, th- and this, that's the one we kind of felt like we landed on, just to purely worship him, to get back to the heart of worship. And you think about uh, that Revelations 2 passage. Well, I want to go to this one first. Luke 2.37. Anybody remember who this was about? This was about Anna, right? She was... 
an 84-year-old prophetess. Anybody 84 or above in here? All right, so we have no, no excuses. She's, she's, she was the, she's the oldest in, in our midst right now. She's 84. And what was she doing? Night and day. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day and applying fasting and praying. She, I don't, she might have been doing it for different purposes, but the reality is that it says all she was doing is worshiping, getting in with the Lord. Night and day, you know, just the, and, and, and maybe not all of us, not all of us have been called to do exactly this, but I feel like the heart of Anna needs to be on us, like night and day, just being and desiring to be in the presence of God. And that's what we really felt like going into this fast, because, you know, you think about Revelations 2, um, you know, that's kind of what our first love, you know, that's where first love comes from, you know, y'all have heard that scripture in this Revelations passage, but, and it's cool, look at, Look at the reality of what this church was doing, right? Can we just look at this church in Ephesians? It's, uh, if you go up into verse 1, but it says, I know your deeds, your toil and perseverance, that you cannot tolerate evil men. You put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they're not, and you found them to be false. Oops, and I went too far. And you have perseverance, you have endured for my name's sake, and have not grown weary. I should have stopped there and put the next phrase because I don't want you to look at the next phrase. All right, so think about that. You've not grown weary. You've not tolerated evil men. You, you, you've put away false you know, people that have come in and said they're this they're, and they're not. You've put them away. Uh, what did it say? Deeds, toil, perseverance. It, I mean, those are awesome things, right? I mean, that's, if I was thinking if I was going to judge the body of Christ on that, I'd have probably given them a big A, big fat A, right? A plus. But look at, did you notice the next statement in that? But I have this against you, that you have what? You've lost your first love. Do you realize that you could do all of that and not be out of love with him? You could be doing it for him. And I've, man, I'm, this is no pointing of the fingers <laughs> because I have been and probably have been even in this season in some ways. But I've been over the past, I've been in seasons where I've just been doing Christianity, to do Christianity, right? You get in those moments and seasons where you're like, man, I'm not feeling this, I'm not loving this, I'm not doing any of this out of anything other than I know this is the right way and I'm just doing it, right? But I've lost my traction of my first love, like who this is all about. Like it's him, right? So we just have to be careful. That, that, it's not a condemnation thing. It's, it's, I've got to be careful that I can toil, I can persevere, I can do all these things and still end up in a place where the first thing, you remember, uh, we used to say a, a statement that, I can't remember the guy who said it, but the main thing is to keep the main thing, the what? The main thing, right? Loving God. Keep, keeping in with Him. And so, uh, th- and it says, therefore, remember where you have fallen, repent, and do the deeds as you did at first. That's all. When I come to this place where I'm like, oh man, I've I'm not sure I've, I've kind of lost first love. All right. Well, just really quick, three things you can do real quick to solve that. Repent. Re- well, sorry, remember where, yeah, remember where you have fallen. Maybe track it and go, oh, man, it's when I started doing that, hanging out with them or walking in that. It's when I started believing that f- lie. You know, remember where I fell. Then it says repent. And then it says 
go back to where, go back and get in rhythm with what you were doing at the first. Anybody remember your first time with Jesus when you, when you made Jesus Lord of your life and all of a sudden, man, what was those first weeks, months, maybe first year? Was it good? I mean, it was like, why? Because it's so fresh, it's so new. And then all of a sudden, time after time, I kind of get in the rhythm, the motion of life. I kind of get out of, you know, you can do it in a marriage. You can do it in relationships, friendships. You can watch those kind of dwindle because I'm not, I'm not fostering that first love. And that's the way we get with Jesus. So the first, the things that we kind of felt like in this if you'll see on your handout, really the three weeks that we're going to talk about is just the first one, he pursues me. Second week, we're going to kind of talk about I pursue him, you know, our pursuit of him. And then the third one is just pressing into the pursuit, this back and forth, how to, stead, how to get that steadfastness, right? That word kept coming into my spirit. Steadfastness is not a word that we use in our English vocabulary, but steadfastness means like it's a discipline. It's like it's, it's, there's, it's a learned discipline. Like, it's, it's something that I get up and I'm like, ah, oh, there you are, you know, every morning, you know, because I get out of that. I just get out of that. I'm like, oh, I got 3,000 3, things I've just get, figured out that I'm behind on. I'm going to go do instead of just first love, first love, right? So I want to talk just a couple minutes on that um, as we start off just kind of establishing that for this week. You know, the first scripture I thought about was this First John 4, 9, right? We love because why? Come on now. I got, a few, I got a couple people. I love because what? God first loved you, me. That's the only reason I can love, right? That's the only reason I can truly love is because I was pursued with love first. And so this week, uh, as we're starting this fast, I really want you to focus in on that. Allow yourself to be pursued. Allow yourself to be pursued. You know, like last week, I talked about, you know, one of the, one of the greatest salvation moments of my life was when uh, God spoke into me. You know, I, I believe that God liked, loved me, but he didn't like me. And all of a sudden, I was in this pursuit of just trying to interact with God. And all of a sudden, I said, well, you know, that whole statement, you know, well, God, that's cool. You love everybody. What's so special about that? And God spoke straight to me. He's like, Mitch, I like you. I like everything about you. And that changed my whole direction, right? Um. And so I wanted to share another story, another salvation moment for me. I, I probably, I'm probably sure that I've shared this, but, but it kind of speaks to this place. Uh, there was this scripture that I really hated in scripture, right? Kind of when I started walking with the Lord. I, you, know, you, you ever have one of those you really wish you could just kind of erase out of the Bible? Well, the one I wanted to erase was this one. Um, the 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those in any affliction with that same comfort. Now, you might go, well, why did you not like that one? Anybody? Because I didn't want God to comfort me. I wanted, I, I, early in my walk, I was very, probably a lot of inward pride. I, I, I carried myself well. I mean, you Everybody would have probably loved. I mean, I still did my thing at the front. You know, love, love don't encourage people. But it, really deep inside, I knew I had never been comforted by God. I had never let God pursue me. Never really allowed him in. I allowed him in enough to get salvation, but I never really kind of allowed him to pursue me. Like me open up my, my life and go, all right, God, whatever you want to pursue, you pursue it. Like I was pretty much like, okay, God, pursue <laughs> right 
you know, I was pretty close because I had performance and law and other things sitting out here going, you know, I'm doing all the right things. I'm doing the good godly things. I'm doing all these things. So anyway, so, couple, so I'm kind of duly bopping along in my Christian walk, you know, feeling okay because I'm doing good things. I'm, I'm, I'm walking in a Christ manner, but I really deep inwardly was still miserable because I knew, and I didn't like this scripture because I wanted to comfort people with that same comfort, but I knew I hadn't been comforted. So anyway, we, we, were, we were in this uh, place where we went to uh, uh, Boone, North Carolina. It was back when, we, when I was in um, Eagle's Nest Campus Ministry. Uh, it was back when uh, Rick was leading that, and, and we were, uh, had just really met him. And so we went to this call, Campus Harvest, called Campus Harvest. It was a spirit-filled kind of crazy um, bunch of uh, different ministries from different colleges came to the same place. And so we were having a leadership meeting. So if you knew me at the time, I was very unconfident about my walk with the Lord. I was very, uh, I did not like praise and worship a whole lot. And I didn't like things of the spirit. And I was pretty, but I I hung around because I loved the word. Like the word captured me. I was like, I know this stuff's real, but I don't like it. Okay. So I was like wrestling with that, you know, so so you get in this environment where everybody's doing all chaotic, crazy stuff's happening, all cool stuff, and I'm super miserable because everybody else is having a good time, and I'm not, all right? And some of that was my own pride. Some of that was my own lack of understanding, lack of what, what God was doing in the midst, and, and I, didn't, I wasn't able to, I, didn't even, I don't even think I was able to raise my hands that back much that time. I mean, just, I was very, you know, tucked in uh, with my relationship. And so anyway... Uh, I, I remember I was so miserable. I went out on this little passenger, this little twelve-passenger bus, yellow bus. You know, fifteen-passenger. Those old-school school ones. You know, so we were back, and I was so mad. I was frustrated. I was crying. I was just angry. I was crying out to God. I'm like, what? You know, what am I supposed to do? I don't feel like I'm supposed to be there. This is a leadership meeting, and I don't even feel like I'm supposed to be there. And so all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, oh no, we're actually going to go out into a breakout session. So I gathered myself. You know, got. Got all the puffiness out of my eyes, tried to get it up, get, get myself together, because I had to be perform, I had to perform, I had to get it all, all taken care of. So we went in this uh, breakout session, so there's about 30 of us, and I'm kind of, I, I'm not like the main leader, Doug Levy and a couple other guys kind of led it, but I was kind of the backdrop, I was kind of some of that secondhand person, and so I didn't do a whole lot, but, so they kind of led it, um, but I didn't say a word, I didn't want to be there, I wanted to go home. I just didn't even want to be anywhere near that place. Anybody ever been there where you're like, man, you're in a meeting, like, I don't want to be anywhere but here. That's where I was at. And so I'm like not saying anything. I'm like, oh, God, get me through this, you know, just kind of sweating. It's just like, oh, Lord. So everything gets through. All of a sudden, uh, somebody said, all right, Doug, or Doug said, hey, so-and-so, why don't you close us in prayer? And I was like, yes, I've gotten through. And all of a sudden, out of right field, Hopper Thomas, all of a sudden, one of these very eclectic guys, wasn't he? Super, like, sometimes he'd just be out there, like, in the spirit, find things in the spirit, and you're like, wow, okay, that was deep. But all of a sudden, he's like, and it wasn't, it wasn't un, you know, I, I didn't talk in those meetings a lot sometimes. I mean, I didn't give a whole lot of input, so it wasn't super unnormal that I didn't say anything. But all of a sudden, Hopper Thomas says, hey, uh, Mitch, um, you haven't, said anything. Do you have anything that you'd like to share before we close? I was like, 
Are you serious? If I had anything to share, I would have shared it. All right, already. Like, are you, you got to be kidding. So all of a sudden, I was like, you know, so now I'm on the spot. So now I've got to, like, make up some, you know what, you know, right? I got to make something up. I got I to gotta look good and perform. So I'm serious. I, I started speaking something. I have no idea what I was even going to say. But I got out about six words, and I lost it. I, like, lost it bad. Like, not lost it, lost it. Like, I'm, like, whimpering a little bit. Or, like, no, it was, like, hyperventilating, like, crying. I'm sure all 30 of them were, like, what in the world is going on here? And so all of a sudden, uh, so, but it was, it was a salvation moment for me. Salvation moment for me. Because you know why? Because at that moment, and, you know, the guys, some guys took me out. I went to another room and some guys took me out and, and they just loved on me. And for the first time I did this. All right, God, pursue me. <laughs> I, I'm laid bare in front of 30 people, so it doesn't matter now. It's out, right? Performance is done, right? There's no, there's no hiding anymore. But that was a salvation moment for me. I just encourage you, note to self, don't wait for that moment. That's right, that's right. God made that one. You know, Hopper Thomas, daggone you, you know. But thank God for Hopper Thomas. Like, he, he saw something in the Spirit. And, and so I just encourage you, there was this place that he knew that God needed to pursue me. And, they, and, and I need to be, allow God to pursue me. And so in this season that we're going into, really just open up your heart to allow God to pursue you. That's the biggest thing I wanted to speak this morning. Um, you think about just these last couple of scriptures, you know, Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord is, God is in your midst. He's a victorious war, warrior. He will exalt over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. Like he wants to experience you in all his glory, joy, right? quiet in his love, expressing his love and joy, right? It doesn't, like, he wants every aspect of it. He wants to walk in that place with you. Uh, Psalm 139, you guys know this one. You searched me, you know me. You know when I sit down, when I rise up, you understand my thoughts. Like, this is that place of intimacy. <laughs> that's right. Some of, some of us, that's what we can get rid of during the, right? We can get rid of during the fast of the uh-ohs, right? He knows he knows our thoughts from afar. You scrutinize my path, my lying down. You're intimately acquainted with all my ways. You're not hiding. I wasn't hiding anything from God. Thankfully, Hopper Thomas you know, shined a big old flashlight on me and allowed me to open up and say, all right, God, I'm here. I'm being I'm pursued. You know what? That day changed my life. I would never go back. I would not want to do it again, but I would never go back and re not have done that because it, it freed me from law, performance. And I, you, know, you still have to kind of make sure you get it out of your life, but I'm just saying it was a stronghold for my life. It was performance. It was law. It was like I'm doing the good things. I'm toiling. I'm persevering. I'm doing all these things, but I've, I, I haven't let the first love in. I haven't even left him. I just haven't really even let him in. And so that's this, this place of first love this, this week. Really just focus on, on uh, that. Uh, Dana, can you come up and play? Um, 
the last thing I really want to do is just talk about, um, well, the last, even there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You've enclosed me behind and before me. You lay your hand upon me. Look at the, look at the intimacy he wants. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too high. I can't attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If you do what? You could even go to the heavens. He's there. You could go to the depths of Sheol. He's there. So wherever, you're, wherever you've made your bed, Sheol or heavens, it doesn't matter. God says he's pursuing you there. He's going to pursue you. Let yourself be pursued. Stop. Like that was that moment of just stop and open up your arms. Stop and let him in, right? <laughs> That's right. I want to encourage you because sometimes people are like, well, how do I fast? Like, how do I fast? Like, what do I do? Maybe you've never fasted. Maybe you're like, you, you hear 21-day fast. There's no way I'm giving up all food and water for 21 days. All right? We're not asking you to do that. If the Lord calls you into that, an absolute fast, if you see there on your paper, an absolute fast was something that Jesus, Moses did. There's a few examples of that in the Bible. And if God calls you to that, make sure you, you've walked that out with him. You've walked it out with maybe somebody else in your life. Definitely a doctor if, if, if you have health things going on. Because it's, it's not, that's, that's something very serious to enter into. But a 21-day fast, work, work, you know, kind of the fast that we're asking is more of like a Daniel fast. When Daniel and then fasted, uh, he set his heart towards the Lord. That's what we want to do. We want to set our hearts to the Lord. If you want to find some answers, great. Ask him. But make sure the first and first priority is like, Lord, this fast is for you. Just getting back to a place of first love. First love. That's what it's about. Um, you know, I think about, you know, when Daniel was fasting, he, one thing he did is he just, he just did uh, no tasty food. No tasty, he says no tasty food. Really, no tasty breads back then. It was mostly bread. But no tasty breads, uh, no meat, and no wine. That was his fast. They, I guess he ate whatever else came into play in that. Most probably mostly vegetables and things like that. Speaks that in there as well. And so, sometimes in a partial fast, you might choose to withhold food, certain foods. You know, I've seen I've seen people fast like um, kind of an incremental fast, where they'll fast something on the first week some more on the second, and maybe end with a little bit more on the third. Some people want to fast a, a meal a day. You know, maybe you eat three meals a day, right? And you want to fast a meal every day over these 21 days and set aside time for that meal unto the Lord. Uh, maybe you want, uh, I think there was one more other thought I had in relationship to, right? Uh, there's, but there was one more thing in food. Um, anyway... And then what I was going to bring up, what, exactly what um, Tom, your name is Tom. Tom said, you know, some, something else. It is interesting. You know, a lot of times I said, well, an entertainment fast isn't in the Bible. But it is interesting. I, I noticed this. Darius, anybody remember Darius when, when he was interacting with the fact that he had basically made a petition, a law, and now Daniel was going to get thrown in the lion's den? And he's like, oh, no. I regretted that. It's kind of interesting. He says, 
he set himself to believe God for Daniel's deliverance. And you know what he did? He said, he, it says in there, he fasted, he put no entertainment before him, and, it, and he, he didn't sleep. Maybe I don't suggest not sleeping, but, uh, but he didn't sleep. That's right. He fasted, but he, he knew it was an emergency. Yeah, your, friend, your friend's about to get eaten by lions. Maybe not sleep, right? <laughs> if that's the case, don't sleep. But he, that's the three things he did. He just said, I'm not putting anything before me that's going to distract me from the Lord. And so that's the entertainment part. You can enter, an entertainment fast is just setting yourself maybe apart from social media or, or TV or things that distract you, right? Instagram, all those crazy, all, I don't, you know, all the craziness of that, right? Snapchat, whatever it looks like. I'm just trying to hit everybody. You want me to start keeping it going? Coffee? No, I'm just kidding. No, you do what the Lord says, right? Our Lord's already given me, I've got it, I'm, I'm giving up sweet tea, so that's a pretty big one for me. Pretty big one for me. That's tough. That's an everyday thing right there. <laughs> but, no, do what the Lord, I, don't, don't take anything I say, like, I, that's, Mitch said I have to do it. Because if Mitch said you had to do it, you don't have faith for it, right? I need you to spend time with the Lord to get before him and say, all right, Lord, what, how do you want me to enter in this fast? If it's just something simple, simple, that you want to withhold from, do that. If it's, you want to walk in some more, do that. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Don't, I don't want to put law on it. Like, don't put law. Like, don't make it a law thing. <laughs> I've done that way too many times. Like, I get in there, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm so focused on what I'm withdrawing that I forget about what I'm adding. You know, I'm, I'm forgetting what I'm feasting, supposed to feast on. I'm, f- I'm too worried about not eating a certain thing or not watching a certain thing instead of feasting on him. But I would encourage you, maybe do one of each. I do, I do encourage you to do fasting in its purest form is food. Like there's some type of food that we give up. And it's because I really believe he did it because it's something daily in our lives. Like it's something that I daily have to think about. You know, and I think entertainment has become so part of our lives. It's, that could be an easy one too. You know, to put, a, put aside things that maybe you do on a daily basis that, all right, God, I want to I wanna give time to you. So I also encourage you, um, does everybody have a communion thing except me? Can we just do that? I want to do it real quick because I just want to do it as an act. I want to do it as an act. Is that mine or is that yours? Can, we, can somebody give, uh, did anybody not have one that wants one? Oh, wow, we got one. Sorry, we're going to go over just a few minutes, but I felt like the Lord just said communion is supposed to be a big part of this. I have on my, I have on my phone a reminder to get communion supplies today. I, I have, we, we did that big series on communion, and I felt like the Lord, I had some momentum in that, and I've kind of, that's one of those things I've kind of left my first love of communion. I've, I've left that first part of it and got it out of my rhythm. And I felt like the Lord was saying there's going to be some things you can put back into rhythm. The Word of God, prayer, like worship and praise, just you and Him, right? There's some things that you can put in these next 21 days that the Lord really wants to highlight. Everybody got one that wants to do it? And again, don't ever feel like you have to do communion in this, in this time. If you don't want to do it now, just save it. You can do it later. If you want to do it, 
But I encourage you, grab some communion supplies. I'm going to do that. And just do it on a daily basis or, a, or a, once or twice a week during communion. Once or twice a week, communion. Who else needs one? Oh, there you go. Anybody else? All right. Because really what this does, communion always focuses us back on keeping the main thing the main thing. Gets us back to the heart of worship when it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. So, Lord, we just want to take the bread this morning. We just thank you for the bread. We thank you for the bread of life. We thank you for the broken body. And even as we start into this fast, we're, we're fasting because of all the provisions you've already made through the cross. We get to fast through the provision of the Spirit of God through the cross. And Lord, we just thank you that uh, we're fasting from a place of, of, of receiving all that you've done on the cross. The provision of love that you made by dying for each one of us. The provision of brokenness, that like you were broken and beating, beaten for our healing, for our wholeness, for our goodwill, for our emotional stability, for our mental abilities. God, we thank you that you broke, the, the body, your body was, was laid on that cross, nailed to a cross for those realities. You were beaten and bruised beyond all recognition for that. So Lord, we ask for open arms this week to receive all that you've done. All that you've done for me. Not only for everybody else, but for me. So Lord, we thank you for this bread. We, we take it in Jesus' name for the, broke, for the body on the cross in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the cup. We thank you for the blood that was shed to wash us, to regenerate us, to renew us, to restore us. Lord, you loved us that much that you allowed your son to be broken, to be hung on a cross, your, the, the blood shed for us for our well-being, for our forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we thank you. We receive that. We receive that today, forgiveness. Lord, during this season, that you would just break off the pointing of the finger, the accusations, the divisions, maybe that we've been a part of or maybe that they've been, some, somebody's been a, done it to us. God, we just want to break off all that. Offenses. God, we just pray, we just, Lord, see offenses fall in this season. Lord, because we, we see you. And we say, man, it's, Lord, I want to I gaze at your, I want to have dove's eyes. Lord, I don't want to see all those offenses. I don't want to live by those offenses. I want to live with dove's eyes towards you. So, Lord, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the forgiveness, not only for our forgiveness, so that, but you empowered us to forgive. So each one of us has that tool, that, that spiritual weapon, Lord, to forgive, to release. And so, Lord, we thank you for the blood, and we just take this in remembrance of you, in Jesus' name. You can pass those to the ends. And Craig, can I get you to grab some of those? Thanks, Daniel. So I'm going to end um, this morning... 
Not, I don't have a whole lot of calls this morning other than the one that we've just been talking about. If you have been in a place where you, were, you realize that you need to return, return to your first love, I'm going to have the prayer teams come up. If you have prayer this morning, if you want to get more prayer on anything that we prayed for for healing, if you want to get prayed for in relationship to things going on in your life, we'd love for, to pray with you. Um, but I want to have you just stand, and I'm just going to close this this morning. Just in that place of just blessing these 21 days. I really want you to just be a time set apart for you and the Lord. For allowing Him to pursue you. Allowing times for us to pursue him and just finding a steadfastness in that. That not only would we do it for 21 days, that we would live it. We would be that Anna that says, man, I just want to be in the temple. I want to be in that place of just loving him and, and worshiping him. So, Lord, I, just, just getting yourself in a place that you receive. Lord, I just want to pray over my brothers and sisters. I want to pray over us as a body of Christ. Lord, as we step into 2022, Lord, that we would step in with faith, that we would step in uh, setting aside time in this season to fast and pray, to come, maybe even come on Wednesday nights or, or maybe get online uh, every, at 12 o'clock every day for 15 minutes or an hour on Wednesdays. Lord, whatever that looks like, um, whatever, whatever we have to, to step into, God, I just pray that we would take opportunity, Lord. And Lord, this isn't a mandate. It isn't a have to. It's, a, it's an invitation. It's just an invitation to step into to believing and stepping with a body and saying, God, I want to I step into what you have. So Lord, we just ask in Jesus' name, God, as we step into these 21 days, you would meet us. You would pursue us, that we would have open arms to be pursued. Lord, Lord, shout over us with shouts of joy, and, and the quietness of your love speaks, speak kindly to us. Lord, whatever that looks like, I'm believing for, for all the above, every, and everything in between, we're going to experience this in this place. And we do believe for breakthrough, Lord. One of the things you, I, I do want us to pray for breakthrough is health and wholeness over our body, Lord. That especially these, this area of autoimmune deficiencies, Lord, these places of diabetes and, uh, and rheumatoid arthritis, other things that have been coming against our body, coming against our young people. Lord, we're asking for breakthrough in that. Lord, I do want to pray as we fast. Lord, I do want to set uh, uh, our heart to say, God, we want to see you high and lifted up in healing and wholeness and freedom for our, especially our, well, everybody that struggles with that, Lord. The diabetes would be put under under your feet, Lord, that rheumatoid arthritis, uh, any other autoimmune deficiency. I don't know if MS, MS is in that, but we speak that as well. MS, be gone. And Lord, we just pray for just supernatural healing in that. But God, we just want to take opportunity for this season to be about you, to getting back to the heart of worship, to have dove's eyes like we sang earlier, to have only eyes for you to have only eyes for you. So, Lord, we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 Encourage one another as you go. If you need prayer, come find some prayer this morning.
Uh, don't, don't go home with, without getting prayed. If you need Jesus as Lord of your life, it's a great day. Come find us to pray for you. Have a great day.